Welcome to the Friday Breakfast with Capitalize, part of the Future Positive podcast. If you didn't know, yesterday was World Health Day, so I hope all of the millions of listeners out there that you took a minute or two yesterday to think about and focus on your own health, whether it was physical or mental. It's an important day. So hopefully you took a moment yesterday. If you didn't, then there's no time like the present. In this bite-sized weekly episode of the Future Positive podcast, we'll take you through three business stories as usual, important ones from the week that you may have missed and which are impacting small businesses. And there's some particularly relevant ones today. I'm Alex, Head of Revenue for Capitalize in South Africa, and I'm joined by Kirsty McGregor, founder of the Corporate Finance Network and Capitalizer's accountant in resident. Kirsty, good morning. How are you this week? I'm very well, thank you, Alex. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Very good. I've had a nice, relaxing week up on the West Coast, sat by the beach with my parents and the dogs. So I'm uh, yeah, very, very relaxed, which is very yeah. nice. But we've got an action-packed podcast today. Yep. And before we go into the three news stories, I think we're going to take just a second to reflect on what was a pretty um, interesting interview with Paul Shrimpling this week. You um, have had a really good listen. It's a brilliant podcast. So, uh, you know, tell me a little bit about what you took away and what you think, um, you know, some key points for our listeners. It was a really good podcast, actually. I was really impressed with it, the content of it. And I've known Paul a long time, and most accountants will know the name Paul Shrimpling. I'm sure he's been on the circuit for, I think he was saying, coming up to two decades in accountancy. So he's only got another 10 years to catch up to me. But uh, I, you might think, oh, Paul Shrimpling, I've heard everything he's got to say, but I would really encourage you to listen to this because um, he does still do some great work with accounting owners. Um, and he talks about all sorts of great things, but two in particular really stood out for me. One is he tells a story about his time running a course for both accountants and business owners at Durham Business School. And he talked about how he split the group between the accountants and the business owners and asked the business owners what they wanted from their accountant, as well as the other way around, actually. But there was a phrase in there which will stick with me. I thought, yeah, that he's nailed that. That's really, really the thing. This is what account, this is what business owners want from their accountant. So go and find out what that is, go and listen back. And the other thing that he talked about really is looking forward now into the shift for quarterly reporting for corporation tax under MTD. And you might think, oh, it's a few years away yet. I don't need to think about it. But listen, what he suggests is absolutely blindingly obvious when you think about it. But I, you know, I wonder how many firms leaders have thought about this now. So go and listen to what he says and take action and it will save you a whole load of stress. Mm. I promise you. <laughs> and there's a lovely big juicy hook in there and a nice cliffhanger with the uh, piece of business advice. So make sure you go back and listen. I'd hate for anyone to miss out on that. But exactly. moving on to our big juicy news stories of this week um Kirsty what are we going to start with where are we uh, where are we beginning so we're actually starting with the airports so you've probably seen all week that the airports have been in chaos and to a certain extent trains have, have struggled as well and this is all about the implications of us having to live with covid and the impact on businesses um, now this was actually a story I pulled up from the beginning of the week and it's developed all week um, I think, you know, Heathrow have had problems, EasyJet, British Airways, Manchester Airport. And this is the one from the MEN, the Manchester Evening News. This was actually um, a real interesting spin on it. They've interviewed this guy who's resigned from the airport, um, having worked for them for years and decades, you know, and actually he, he's got quite a health and safety um, experience. And he's really concerned about the health and safety issues, certainly on Monday, that the airport was in absolute chaos. And the photographs were just quite shocking, really. Um, but of course, this is the issue that's happened, because 
travel is getting back to normal, start of the Easter holidays for some areas this week in the UK. And because of both COVID sickness and not being able to recruit fast enough, they are extremely short staffed at both the airports and on the airlines. And even to the extent that those coming back into the country couldn't be bothered waiting this long to collect their luggage off the carousel. They've just left it, left the airport, gone home and said, I'll come back in a few days when it all calms down. And hopefully my clothes are still in lost property somewhere. <laughs> so I've taken a bit of a risk, I think. <laughs> but it's then moved on in that the Manchester airport uh, boss has resigned this week due to the absolute chaotic uh, shambles that it's been there. It's still bad today. Um, and, you know, we just hope that they manage to sort this out before, well, my summer holidays are in July, so they better sort them out by July. Yeah, yeah, it's a tricky one. I mean, I've been fortunate or unfortunate, depending on how you want to look at it throughout the last two years. I've travelled quite a bit mm. and travel certainly isn't the same. I mean, there's a huge yeah. increase in paperwork, security checks, yeah. staff logistics you touched on there around getting, um, you know, shifts split to avoid the, you know, covid wiping out the entire staff yeah. as well as you know actually recruitment and you know people actually getting sick so it is a it is a very difficult time and i think yeah. you know what i've sort of read about this and i've seen in a few instances from a business perspective is around not being too greedy and not trying to return to full capacity too soon so this article yeah. talks about limiting and, and reducing flights and you know volume of people through the airport but i think there's a great lesson there for businesses as well that actually we are still unfortunately living in some form of COVID world. And so there is a you know a, a big, I guess, warning sign that we can all take from here around the importance of graduating the return to kind of full operation because the damage that you do potentially to your brand or business by doing something slightly wrong is far harder to recover from and, and you know return back to the kind of same level of, uh, of comfort and, and kind of credibility you had in, in previous times, right? Well, that's the thing. And actually, you were you mentioned the word there that I would say it's planning because, yeah, it's OK cancelling flights, but you don't want to be cancelling them on the morning when somebody's already on the way to the airport. And this has been the issue in that it's all been very last minute. And, you know, this we've had a spike of COVID again in the UK for the last four weeks or so. Um, it, it's not a shock that this has happened yet. There obviously hasn't been some planning. So for accountants working with smaller businesses that haven't necessarily got the you know, strategic planning teams in their in their management teams to handle this stuff. This is really a role that accountants can step into. Are they helping their clients risk assess and mitigate any potential problems yeah. that they may have? Not this week. It may suddenly happen in two weeks' time for their business. You know, at Capitalize, we had in two weeks ago half the office were taken out with COVID, um, and and it, and it just happens overnight, really. So yeah. crisis assessments, thinking about running all sorts of different numbers, all sorts of different operational scenarios, the impact on profitability and cash flow as a result of that. You know, just go and ask your clients, if do they need that from you? Because you have definitely got the skills as accountants to offer that to your business. And, and there's a huge, huge value there of transferable knowledge between clients, clients of similar Absolutely. industries, clients of yeah. similar business. If you've solved it with one, guess what? You've got the formula for the second. And to be fair, I think, again, Kirsty, this feeds really, really nicely into our second article, which is about this uh, new lockdown in Shanghai. Yeah. Yeah. So this was an article I picked up from the Business Insider, which um, came out in the States, but obviously still has a massive impact on us. The, the lockdown in Shanghai and, and the actual story was about workers are being asked to sleep in the factory to almost make a, a super bubble so that they definitely don't you know, spread um, and, and they're able to keep themselves contained which, you know, I'm not sure we'd get away with that in the UK, but 
um not so much that operational thing but what i'm thinking further ahead now look if if shanghai are struggling again and other areas of china and and the far east are struggling again that is going to mean that raw material supplies will become difficult again for us in the uk so if you've got businesses that normally not necessarily import themselves directly but import via a wholesaler who imports from the sorry buy from a wholesaler who imports you know or maybe you know two or three companies up the supply chain just start to think now about stock positions because i think we've come into a very different world for the last I don't know, 20, 25 years, we've been talking to businesses about having really great stock systems, just-in-time systems, minimising the need for working capital time being tied up in stock, making sure they're really slick, reordering. But we're in a different position now. The market has changed at the moment and dictates, therefore, that we've actually got to stock up Think about continuity of trade. Think about resilience, because, again, you don't want to be affecting your relationship with your customers and and you've got to manage your customer expectations. So do your clients need to stock up? Do they need to gear up their funding to do that? Run the numbers with them, have the discussion and don't assume your clients are brave enough or strategic enough to do this themselves. Uh, Yeah, I think I think that's a really, really powerful piece of advice to be giving your clients and I think you know one of the important things there is around um, you know inserting yourself in their business by giving them the right advice on mechanisms through which they can get hold of that stuff I think one of the reasons why just in time is so powerful is it minimizes cash flow expenditure and requirement and as you said having you know stock tied up but actually if you don't have that cash at the moment in order to perhaps change the way that you're operating or change your business model then you know accountants are perfectly placed to uh, be advising clients on the right solutions and, and options to to change that but a really powerful you know an important thing to be aware of and i'm sure we're going to see more of that unfold in the next um next couple of weeks and months as well but coming on to our last story and and this is a, a an interesting one um and you know quite specific to our accounting industry Kirsty. so talking of um accountants going into new areas and thinking of new things this is about grant thornton's recent successes this year or 2021 and this article was in everything from the daily mail business to the ft uh saw it in quite a few places where they are lauding or, or maybe i don't know scorning the fact that grant thornton's profits have risen so much um, jumped up 37 percent this year to 116 million pounds and they say this is due to the increase in mergers and acquisitions activity, corporate finance, which is, of course, a subject close to my heart. But I thought what I would do is just look back over the last few years, a, a bit of a potted history of Grant Thornton, if you like, because in early 2018, um, they had a CEO called Sasha Ravamovich. She was brilliant. Um, and she really revolutionized Grant Thornton. And she said she turned the, the business inside out during 2016 and 2017. They reshaped their entire client portfolio. They pulled out of certain markets. Um, They expanded their client base in other markets. And they advised at the time 51% of the FTSE 100. Um, And it also been a leading auditor to the public sector as well. And they really focused on financial services, forensics and exporting. And they had a lot of clients who wanted to export overseas that went to join them. So all like the darling of the accounting profession, uh, 2020, their audit profits dropped um, by 20%, mainly due to COVID. They decided they weren't going to take the, the government's furlough scheme, but instead they asked their staff to take a voluntary 
pay reduction um, and they made a lot of tax and consultancy redundancies. So I think there was a little bit of like, ooh, a strange uh, approach from Grant Thornton at that point after all the glory days. And then, of course, last year, um, they've been in trouble with uh, the Financial Reporting Council. They've been fined twice uh, because of the collapsed businesses of Patisserie Valerie and um, Interserve, and they're still under investigation for Sports Direct Audit. So unfortunately, it is like coming coming back to haunt them in 2021. But uh, yet now they're saying that they're still making really great profits. So I suppose my... my uh, lesson I took from that for smaller accountancy firms is being willing to adapt and look at your the markets you're working in the customers you're working with the clients you're working with and the sectors you're in um, is, is going to help you be far more agile and also scale up where the opportunities are I saw this article and put it on our um, corporate finance network whatsapp group and just said look you know MA is is still booming and it's going to keep booming for the next few years scale up resource your business um, and make the most of it don't miss out on those those opportunities and fundraise and, and raise cash flow as necessary to be able to do that and will farnell has said mm. several times publicly that you know, he he's uh, wished that earlier he'd geared up and borrowed more so he could grow faster. Uh, and, he, and he regrets the fact that he didn't borrow sooner as an accountancy firm. So all in all, quite a few lessons to learn from Grant Thornton there. Yeah, and there's a, the, the kind of age old question in, um, in the software world as well of, of build or buy, which is the better way of doing it. Do you build a product or do you go and buy someone that's done it already? And I think we've seen through the tech world in the last couple of years through COVID, there's been a huge amount of, of M&A happening there as well. It's, it's mm. been a, a very, very fertile mm. time. And I think- And in the accountancy you know, sector. Yeah, there's been a lot of mergers. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, I, when I read this, I was really thinking about an article I read, another article a little while ago that talked about mental reframing. And it was around, you know, not ignoring the severity of the situation, but reframing your perspective on it so that you can spot and see the opportunities that are relevant for you. And I think, mm. you know, more than ever, there is plenty of opportunities out there if you approach them in the right way and you're able to take yourself out of what feels like a dark and difficult time to look at another way of, of perhaps achieving your ambitions or goals. So mm -hmm. a couple of um, a couple of really, really um, practical um, articles there with regards to you know, coming out of COVID and operating through COVID and obviously looking forward when it comes to managing stock and, and mitigating uh, supply chain issues. And then a really nice kind of um, article there around how M&A is, is still living. So a couple of, or three, more than a couple, great articles this week, Kirsty. Um, thank you very much for those. Um, I'm hoping and I'm sure because every week we seem to be picking up um, more new faces and new listeners. But, um, you know, a reminder for those of you that are new to Capitalize about who we are and what we do. Our vision is to give small businesses and their advisors transparency and control over business finance. We want every small business to be able to identify risks that they might face, explore how they stand from a credit perspective and choose the right funding that fits their business. And the way that we believe that those businesses are best placed to do that is in partnership with their accountant and you know, their, their trusted advisor, you know, the people that really understand how their businesses work and you know, to Kirsty's points earlier in this podcast, how they can really leverage opportunities in front of them. If you are new to the podcast, of course, you haven't subscribed yet. So now's the time. Please don't forget to subscribe. And of course, leave a review. That way you're never going to miss any of the hot podcasts as they come off the press. Now, that's a particularly important point to finish on because we've got a couple of really, really great interviews coming over the next few weeks. And because of that, we're going to make 
um, like the ITV news and have a slight schedule <laughs> um, schedule change. Kirsty's joke, obviously I don't watch the ITV news in South Africa, so I'm sure there's a few of you chuckling in the background there. Um, but what that means is that for the next little while, um, we're going to move these business breakfast podcasts to be alternate Fridays, so every other week. And because we've got so many great people coming in to give us interviews over the next couple of months, we're going to put um, an interview every other Friday as well. So you'll still get your full podcast a month. You get an interview, a breakfast podcast, and then um, an interview. And then obviously that pattern will continue from there. And that means you're going to get action packed um, content every week to help drive your business further forward. Next Friday, um, we're releasing our latest podcast with Matt McLaughlin of Foresight Private Equity, who shares with Kirsty and Ollie Cummings how the VC and private equity market is looking at the moment. Obviously, quite relevant based on the last article that we spoke about today. Um, and specifically, they're going to be looking and talking about how they're leveling up equity investment using an asset class, which Kirsty thought was a bit crazy when she first heard about it. I guess you'll have to listen next week to find out if she was proven wrong um, or not. So tune in next week. And also, if you have some time, which I'm sure many of you will do when you find out what's available, um, look through our back catalogue of interviews. We've got over 30 great guests, all with lessons and tips which are relevant to accountants, providing great advice to SMEs, which is, I know, why we're all here and why we're all in business at the moment. For more about the Future Positive podcast and Capitalise, please do go check out www.capitalise.com. And it just leaves me to round off by saying, once again, thank you for listening. We won't be back next Friday with a breakfast podcast, but we will be back with a brilliant interview from Matt McLaughlin. Um, and we'll be back the week after next. So thank you for listening, Kirsty. Once again, thank you for joining me. Um, and I hope everybody has a lovely weekend. Have a great weekend.